0: Hi, and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar, who carries its butterfly blueprint in its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis, and then melts into liquid before it transforms. We too have an inner knowing that can tell us how
1: to make our wings.
0: And here's your host, life coach and consultant, Lori Sauce who goes most commonly by her nickname, Sauce. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I hope your week is starting off well. As we've been saying in the other episode introductions, there's just so much going on in this world, so I'm always sending you my blessings and my care and my wishes for whatever you need in these moments and in these days that it will find you. And today's episode, we are talking about taking care of yourself when you're a caretaker. I think so many of us learn from experience that that can be really hard to do, especially when we're taking care of someone that we really love or whom we're really worried about. It can become something where we lose sight of our own needs. And sometimes that's required. Sometimes we have to show up a little more than on a balanced day. But when you think about The longevity of caretaking, it is so important to be able to look after yourself too. Perhaps you're caretaking someone who is going through some medical treatments, or maybe you're looking back on an experience like that, or perhaps this will just be some food for thought for the future. But also, caretaking can also come in the form of supporting someone through a difficult time or being a parent. Or any time that we show up where we're giving into a situation. So it's worth the conversation, I think, to just make sure that you are being looked after too. I'm so happy to say Allison Scott is back today. And if this is your first time meeting Allie, she is a recurrent co host on this podcast, a really significant contributor. And she just was here for the last two weeks when we talked about developing a loving and caring relationship with your body. And we're both really passionate about that. So uh, check out those last two episodes if you miss them. Today, it's a different kind of care for self. Allie is perfect for this. I mean, she could not be more perfect because this is so on for her right now. It's current in her life. As she is caring for her partner, her husband, Doug, Who recently had a stem cell transplant. And I'm sure you can imagine the tenderness and the love in this space and the generosity of spirit that it requires so many beautiful ways that she and Doug and their family have navigated this path. So she brings so much experience and so much heart, as always. Allie is a health coach and a wonderful human being. So I'm very grateful to bring you this episode. Here is Alison Scott. Hey, everyone. I'm back with Ali Scott. Hey, everybody. Today, we're talking about making sure that you take care of yourself when you're caretaking someone. And Ali, this is right in alignment with your life at the moment, isn't it? Yes, it
1: is. Yes. Um, yeah, so my husband was diagnosed with blood cancer in 2019, and he just recently went through a stem cell transplant. And we literally went up to Seattle to Fred Hutch, which is a fantastic cancer center. And he received uh, stem cells from a donor, a young Canadian man, which we don't know yet, and we're hoping we will know someday. Mm. And um, he donated his stem cells to my husband, and he received those on Cinco de Mayo. So that is his new rebirth day, because when you get stem cells, you're reborn. <laughs> yeah, Leslie uh,
0: Page was just on talking about her A3 birthday.
1: Oh, very yes, cool. Okay, bone so marrow cin- Yeah, bone marrow transplant, the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, so he, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo was his new rebirth day. And so I think he's in the 140 days, somewhere along those lines. I think we were five months to date yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's quite a ride and they, they don't let you go through the process unless you have a full-time caretaker. So I was the full-time caretaker. And uh, it was quite a process. I've never been quite through. I've taken care of parents and children and friends and, uh, you know, a daughter through addiction. But this was by far the most intense caretaking I had ever done. So it was it was uh, quite a ride. So taking care of yourself, super important. I
0: go ahead. As you and Doug were anticipating going up to Seattle, which is in Washington, if you're not in the United States, it's on the West Coast, up in the north- Northwest. Mm-hmm. And it's a really well-known cancer center. Mm-hmm. World-renowned. Yeah. And as you were anticipating that, for you, Allie, when you thought about caretaking, what were your ideas of what it would look like versus how it turned out
1: to be yeah. for you? Well, it was nothing like I anticipated, <laughs> yeah, uh... because I don't know that I could have anticipated it because it was very intense. So when going through a process like that, um you are in the hospital for he was in the hospital for twenty eight days and then he was in clinic every single day after that. So it is a very intense um experience and I think I thought that I would have some quiet time and some downtime, and I'd be able to read and exercise and talk to my friends. And, you know, I I have, we lived up in Seattle for 27 years. So we have lots of friends up there. So I thought I'd be connecting with them and all that. And it turned out to be none of that. (laughs) So. Um, It it turns out that when you are in that kind of an experience, and um, my sister was kind of in this experience when she was taking care of our parents, it kind of overtakes your life and you really lose agency over your own life. And you aren't able to do the things that you do on a daily basis. You really have to like put everything you do on the back burner and give yourself over to this caretaking job of taking care of this person. And my husband was in such a state that he couldn't take care of himself at all. And I had to take on, you know, his medications, his feeding, his, you know, making sure he got in the shower and he had a Hickman line. So we had to like tape it all up so that it didn't get wet. And I was doing laundry on the daily basis because he had to wear fresh clean clothes every single day. So he wouldn't get infection. Oh, right. And I was constantly looking for uh, s- signs and symptoms of something called GVHD. So I yeah, was like host. graft versus host disease. Yeah. So I was constantly eyes on. You know, you're just you're just on high alert for an extended period of time. <laughs> and right. so I, if I, if, I, if I there was downtime, but I I couldn't read. My brain was just so fried. I couldn't read. I couldn't concentrate on anything. About the only thing I could do is watch really bad TV, which was right. cable TV. Yeah, so we watched multiple episodes of Friends and Law and Order. <laughs> Those were our two shows. Mm-hmm. You understandably, know, really, yeah, yeah. So it was just it's very strange to lose agency over yourself. And so, about three months into it, I realized that this was not good for me, and. I was very stressed and and I didn't feel like I was on my game, you know and it, it's it's very touch and go and in a stem cell transplant you is very touch and go. you just don't know if it's gonna take or not take or whatever so the 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 stress level is just super high all the time so I decided after several months of this that I needed um To just take a little bit of time for myself, or I was going to lose my mind. (laughs) I really felt like I was on a bad path, (laughs) you know, not sleeping and just ruminating and constant state of worry. And so I decided that I just need to take an hour every day and walk. And I think the physicality of going outside and breathing in fresh air and taking an hour just to myself. Where it was just me and I could think about me or I could walk aggressively if I was angry or I could mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I could dilly-dally and go get a Starbucks or you know I the, it was just my time for an hour that I took and it made all the difference in the end. I, I, it, it got me over the hump at a really critical time and I've continued that ever since so i started that about 3 months ago because i wasn't i wasn't exercising i wasn't doing anything it was terrible and and i know that was taking like a physical toll on me as well so that the walking was huge and just doing something for myself i can't say enough take if you're a caretaker take time out to do something for yourself every single day um, it doesn't have to be anything difficult. Just even if it's just go sit outside and sit under a tree and just, you know, be in nature. But just be away from the situation for a little bit of time so you can remember who you are and remember that that this is temporary and that it just helps with your outlook on things and um, gets you out of that stress moment. I also started to meditate as well, uh, about ten minutes a day, just to just to have calm in my brain, because my brain was on fire, so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it can really, really does a number on you. And that
0: makes so much sense, Allie. I mean, just years ago, you know, a couple decades ago, I cared for both of my parents, my sister and I both did, when they were both very ill with cancer. And what I really want to honor is your love like what a generous offering of love to show up in this way to care so deeply and what a beautiful partnership that you yeah. know this is love at its it's such a deep devotion that yeah. you showed up with and i think when love is at the core it can be difficult to Find a cadence where you remember to care for yourself Mm -hmm. because you're so compelled and you're worried, right? And you want to do everything, which, of course, that's so beautiful in its own right. Um, But as you said, when it gets to that point of being unsustainable, so I remember people saying to me, you know, make sure that you do things for yourself. And I was like, I don't matter right now. Like, this is so Mm -hmm. pressing. Mm -hmm. But in some interesting way you're right you lose yourself and i don't know that i was showing up in the best way i could right when right. i was so off balance right but, and there right. will be times when it, it isn't on balance we're just we have to push you know um but to have that physical um to, to, to have that almost burden physically but also as you said to be in a an emotional state of worry, but your mind has to be so sharp because you're taking care of meds, has to be at the right time, with food, without food, you know, and monitoring symptoms and you don't want pain, you don't wanna be chasing pain. So there's all these things that you're trying to manage. It's so easy to accidentally lose track of your self-care. So do you have any words of insight uh, for people to know how to do that, because w- whether it's a health journey like this or it's something else, we do find ourselves in caretaking roles right. of various capacity, you know, in a lot of different ways. So, how can people recognize their need for self care and sort of
1: tend to that? That's a great question because I didn't recognize it out of the shoot. I, I, I didn't. Because I didn't really understand how life would be, because I'd never been through anything quite that intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't recognize, you know, how it would go. I it dawned on me as I was going through it that oh, and people would say, people say, take time for yourself, make sure you're doing things for yourself, and and you don't really know what that means, right? Know, like, okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or people offer help and. That's hard too, because what can I do for you? You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. That seems like more work to like think of things for them to do for you. You know. So the, yeah. what worked better for me was when people would say, "I'm just bringing you a dinner," or "I'm just," you know, "I'm just going to call you every single." Day. My sister called me every single day and oh. just we checked in every single day with each other. And I said, "You know what? That's what you can do for me. Just call me every day so I can vent or I can whatever." But it, it is hard in the moment to see it. I think. Hopefully, you're listening to this podcast before something huge like this happens to you, and maybe you can store this nugget of wisdom mm-hmm. in, in your brain for something like this down the future. But if you ever go through something like this, just be mindful that you are only as good as the care you're giving yourself, because you can't take care of that person if you're just a hot mess. And there, there were times where I felt like I was maybe slipping into this place where I wasn't going to be helpful. So you just can't give over everything to that experience. You have to hold a little back for yourself uh, so that you can uh, fill, fill yourself up with something that makes you less stressed or makes you feel better and makes you feel like I'm still a person. And Mm then, um, then you can move on and be of help to that person. You know, it's just, Um, there were, there was, there was a moment in my husband's caretaking that my son graduated from college
0: and, um, yeah,
1: yeah. And what ended up happening was, and this is the kind of the turning point for me was, um, it came at a really good time because it came at a time where he had gotten out of the hospital, had a bout with GVHD, recovered, and then he had this kind of lull where nothing big happened. And it was at that time that I came back to California and went to my son's graduation. and got to spend time with my kids and my son and just had a little bit of fun. and got to kind of forget about my situation. My sister-in-law came out and spelled me for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's something, you know, that's helpful if people can spell you, but that's hard to do. But that was when I went, oh, I have totally lost myself in that situation. It was, wasn't until I could take a step back and go, whoa, I've really lost myself that i realized when i went back i got to do something so that's when i started walking was after that trip but um oh. but yeah um if you can store that nugget like you just take care of yourself in in a small way something that's just that you do just for you in those moments of caretaking cuz it's you know you've been through it it's really hard yeah i mm-hmm. think that uh,
0: taking care of yourself is an act of love for self and for Doug too. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you know, but what a beautiful person you are, Allie. <laughs> I just, I know we're gonna come back for part two of this next week, but I really think that all of us who have been a part of your and Doug's life and your kids, you know, we all just are so, move continually by the ways you love each other and the ways that you love out into the world and to mm, all of us. Thanks. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Oh. Thanks for being there for me. You always reached out and sent me little texts here and there and it was huge. So I really appreciate it.
0: oh just love you so much. Oh my goodness. I just yeah. So anecdotal lightness and things that are funny. Uh what
1: is on for you today? Uh my son and I have been binging uh RuPaul's Drag Drag Race. I don't know if you've ever watched this show, but it it's um, not enough. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is so much fun. It's like a combination of like Big Brother and Project Runway and <laughs> um America's Got Talent. I mean, these the, the what they put these poor people through in the contest Is so much fun. Oh, I've
0: never seen it. I thought I got it confused. I've never, I know RuPaul, but I've never seen it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So he,
1: so he, um, he brings on a bunch of drag queens from all over the country and they compete to be the winner of RuPaul's drag race and they get like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. And so they compete weekly and usually they're given some sort of, um, performance that they must do and it can be comedy or it can be, uh singing or dancing or it you know or it can be like a panel or so- something like that they give them things to kind of stretch them and then they also have to have a look each week that they bring um that's in- within the theme they'll have a theme each week like this last week we watched was mermaids which was so much fun. oh my gosh so I'm they were just like- over the top these outfits i mean just what they do so sometimes good. they're so creative Yeah, they come up with their own costumes and they're just wildly talented. These people are wildly talented. Oh. And then usually at each week, there's there's two that are chosen to be the bottom two and they have to lip sync for their life. No
0: kidding. I need to watch this. I can already tell. It's so
1: much fun. Yes. This is my cup of tea. And and there's all this drama, you know. We love drama. We love drama. And they tell it like it is. It's so much fun. It's like some of the things they say are things that, you know, you and I would just think, but they actually say it to each other. (laughs) It's, It's a lot of drama. It's a lot of fun, um, and I, I adore RuPaul. And he has great guest judges. He has, he had um, uh, Audra McDonald, who's a huge Broadway star. Yes. He has Shania Twain on. He's had um, wow. so many people that, uh, that are on his panel that judge each week, and he always brings in guest judges. And they're always big names. And everybody looks like they're having the best time. So I think he's probably really fun to work with. Oh, it's that fun is show. the
0: best. All fun right. Show.
1: All right, everyone.
0: Let's watch this.
1: Yeah, watch it. Okay, Allie, thank you so
0: much. I know we're coming back next week to finish this topic, but thank you for your beautiful insights and for who
1: you are and how can people find you? You can find me at my website at allisonmscott.com or you can find me on Instagram. I'm a health and lifestyle coach and my Instagram is at lifestyle by Allison, also on Facebook as well. So I'm going to be doing a um, holiday, uh, kind of a group session where people can Get through the holidays with staying healthy, and not letting that holiday celebrations uh, sabotage your health. <laughs> so, so that's coming up. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm so eighties, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we need a blooper reel. <laughs> I know.
0: I'm just keeping this one in. You can find me. Awesome sauce. On my website, (laughs) (laughs) laurisase.com. Or my website. I said my website. I can't. I am losing it. Or on Instagram at laurisase. L-O-R-I-S-A-S-E. And thank you all. We hope you and your loved ones are well cared for and that you have a great week.
1: Have a great week, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye.